Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, episode 58. Reminders about recovery. Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, practical triathlon advice for everyday athletes. Recovering recovery. Do you like what I did there? Recovering recovery. We are is, recovering is that, is it, the oh, essence of recovery. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought you were making some reference to the fact that you shaved for the first time in weeks. Again, a podcast is not a place to talk about my facial features. <laughs> and uh, yeah, face for radio. But uh, yeah. no, I have. I've thought a part of a weight loss program, I thought I'd have a shave as well. Yeah. Saved several grams there. And uh, as your daughter said, looking years younger. Does yep, wonderful younger, things for you. Just not so so much wiser, which is probably why that uh, recovering recovery. Oh, no, but, but, but now that I thought about it, I might be a bit slow today, but uh, I, I like it yeah. because that's so exactly what we're doing. We, we have talked recovery in the past, haven't we? And now we're recovering it. Yeah. Okay. Before we do that, though, what's new? What's new in the world of uh, whatever we lock down? Well, what's, what's new is that uh, very soon after recording this, we'll find out what is happening in the world, whether, oh, sorry, when we will be going to level two and uh, yeah, what, what that's all going to uh, shape that's going to take over the coming weeks. So much speculation about it that uh, let's just wait and find out, eh? Yeah, I think each time we've talked about what level offers this, that, the other thing, but we're guessing. So let's, uh, the, the experts will tell us. And well, we what we do know, appropriately. I guess what we do know is that it will allow squad training to start happening, happening again in some form. And the biggest thing is I've got to work out what that is with some input from other industry um, organisations, some smarter people than me doing good thinking around that. So, yeah, very soon, team, we will we will have a plan. Training with other people. What a novel idea. Oh, absolutely. It'll be quite odd. We'll have to all bring our phones to hold up so we can pretend we're still on Zoom. You might have to alter some of the team, well, the, the challenges. They've been individual challenges. They may become team challenges. And in the weekend just gone, you had us, you needed a bit of a maths degree to figure out what you really wanted us to do. It was, or know, maybe that was my explanation. Yeah, tr- true. Yeah. If A, B, and C equal the run, run time you've done in the last three weeks, then the distance traveled this weekend should be X. Whatever so X is. <laughs> well, you worked it out. Sure, sure, everyone can. Yeah, uh, no, that, it was that, good. It was good. It was a cumulative that, total of those those last three weeks um, divided by three, and then sort of there or thereabouts, just go out and enjoy it. Yeah, so it's just to recognise that at any point in time we can do something kind of big and a little bit crazy. So we added up what our run volume was over the last three weeks, how many hours per week, and we worked out an average for that, and then went out to do that much in one weekend, not just over the whole week, but in one weekend. So that meant a a real step up on that weekend for everyone. And great reminder that, yep, look, we are capable of doing much more than we want to at any one point in time. But likewise, we want to be smart about when we do those kind of things. It's not just a license to go out, go crazy every single time you're training, because that is a surefire way to get yourself into trouble, not too far down the track. And uh, the, the, the big thing was that we positioned it at the end of a training block. So we are going into a recovery week and had the chance to recover from that. Which brings us very nicely into 
the topic for today's podcast. Indeed. So, you know, we joked about you know, recovering recovery. I think people do need reminded every now and then about mm. recovery because sometimes we're not we're not so good at uh, at that recovery aspect. You know, recovery. Oh, does that mean I get to do nothing? Well, yeah. It's not quite that simple. I'm sure you're going to tell us, but you know, going back over um, you know recovery and what it's all about. In, simple, in its simplest terms, what, why do we need to recover? Why can't we just train hard all the time? Um, the, the, the problem, or the reason we can't is that anytime we're training, building up towards something, it's a purposeful process of overloading. Because if we didn't stretch ourselves, if we didn't overload, we wouldn't gain anything for it. We wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't improve our endurance. We wouldn't intru- improve our strength and performance. So we do have to, overload ourselves so that we can reach a new level but then a a really big part of it is actually the recovery is what lets us get the benefit so if we simply overload 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 all the time i liken it to to digging a hole and if you just endlessly keep digging that hole you're going to get to the point where you can't get out of it so by digging digging a smaller hole taking some recovery let it fill in a bit dig some more let it fill in a bit, dig some more. You're, you're always improving and, and, and working yourselves up a level, but you're never, never getting so far down the hole that you can't get out. Mm, yeah. And I think that recovery, you know, important things about recovery is, as you say, just gives that body the chance to, to rebuild, I suppose, settle down. You know, there, there may be niggles, that kind mm. of thing. But um, so yeah, that, that's it's, it's quite point, an education. It, it, it's both... Um, reactive to the training that we've done to say oh look we know we've overloaded ourselves so we need to need to have some recovery for that but it's also proactive going well okay we're going to push things a bit further again in the next training block so we need to make sure the body is fresh enough to take on that next level of challenge definitely yeah and i think some people need to be told to recover because mm. some people do do like to just be going hard out and certainly you know when you look at a, the schedule for a recovery week you know, the workload is considerably lower. Yeah. And that, that is sometimes a <laughs> plays on people's minds. It's like, oh, well, surely I should be doing something. But yeah, as you say, that the ability for the body and the mind to freshen up is mm. absolutely crucial. And, and, and what you mentioned there is a really good point because if um, there, there are people certainly who can handle a lot of training and a lot of people will say, oh, I'm feeling okay. I don't really need a recovery week. Um, but the problem is if you don't take that recovery, you're not giving yourself that chance to improve. You're always just loading stress on, digging the hole. So um, yes, yes, you can do more training, but you're not necessarily getting benefit from it. Yep. So taking those periods to pull it back a bit, that's where you get the benefit. So from a recovery perspective, you know, when, when do we do it? When, you, you mentioned we're at the end of a training block. You know, a recovery mm. week in the schedule is very obvious because you've called it a recovery week. Yep. <laughs> so that's obviously some recovery happening there, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but, but in general, when, when, when does it happen? Well, that, that's the kind of the obvious one, isn't it? Because a recovery week is often marked in a training plan and they, they come in pretty predictable cycles. But, but realistically, recovery comes all the time through training. Um, on a daily basis... Okay, you, you know, we can't stay up for 24, 48, 36 hours constantly. Day, you can't stay up day after day without having some sleep. Sleep is recovery for your body, not even about training, just from life. 
So um, we, we need, the body needs recovery on a daily basis. Um, you, you think in any training week as we've always got some days which are easier training days because again, you can't just go hard out seven days a week all the time. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about the kind of every few weeks having a recovery week. Um, even yearly, um, after your really, really peak events for the year, then that's the time where you need to take some recovery because you have hit a very true peak and you need to be able to pull back from that. It's just not sustainable to keep going at that. So yeah, re <coughs> recovery is not, <coughs> is not just those weeks in the plan. It's stuff that actually has to happen all the time for everyone. Yeah, I was going to mention before, you know, when you're doing a week and there's some, you know, some shorter runs at a lower intensity. Yeah. I suppose it's a bit of active recovery. Bingo. You know, you say daily, you know, whether that be some stretching or, or some massage or, or whatever. Yep. Um, or as you say, sleep hydration, yeah. you know, all those things that I suppose without it being, you know, called recovery, yeah. um, we're almost, we almost do it subliminally without well, or subconsciously because we, we know it's the kind of thing that we, that we need to be doing. Yeah, we do. But, but calling some conscious decision-making to it is really good because it's easy for it to, to just slip and get forgotten or deprioritized. And mm. obviously training is our hobby. Um, the, these kind of sports so it's never going to be the top priority in our life but if we want to keep improving and keep benefiting over time then we def definitely do have to put some priority on it at certain times and how much recovery yeah there's a few of us would be oh uh, excellent a month of easy stuff <laughs> but is that i, I i'm going to guess it's you know athlete by athlete it, it really is and this is why it's so important for each person to be thinking about themselves um, same as with the squad training plans that I write now, I, I don't try and write the perfect training plan for everyone because it just cannot be. Um, what I'm really interested in is doing, saying these are the key workouts that the, the squad is going to benefit from. And you as an individual then can make decisions about what other workouts you put around it. Mm. Very much the same deal for, for recovery. Um, the, the people who need more, um, tend to be those who are older or, or newer to the sport. Um, those who have been training really, really big volumes for long periods, reaching a real, real peak, tend to need more. Um, and also another factor is what else has been going on in your life lately. If you've been dealing with mm. stress at work and uh, health implications and all of those kind of things, then, hey, it's probably better for you to take more recovery rather than less. Yeah, and I think as you said, Gerard, it's really hard to 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 have a squad program that gives the right amount of recovery for every individual. So, mm. you know, one of the takeaways from today is about listening, well, understanding what recovery is about and the various forms it takes, and then tailoring it as as an individual, yeah. knowing that it's okay to to have more recovery than someone else. And absolutely. Well, that doesn't really work on a podcast. I did like the way that you looked at me through the webcam when you mentioned age. Um, so we'll just let that one go. Um, but yeah, being understanding what, what you can do, but also where recovery fits and making sure you fit it in um, mm. around all of those, those things that you mentioned. And I really do want through these podcasts for people to understand that, that you are empowered and, and you should be thinking about these things for yourself, that, um, I, I don't care who your coach is. The best coach in the world is not with you 
all day long to understand what's going on in your life. So, so you are the one closest to that, really, who, who can make those decisions. A, a coach should be asking some questions to help you understand it, but, uh, but you're the one who, who's closest and needs to make those decisions. Yeah. And if you know the, the three or four key premises around recovery, then you go fit them in, fit them in and make them work because as we all know, it, it is, it's crucial. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, now there, there are different, I guess, kinds of recovery needed that, that you think about um, on the weekends that, that with everyone doing this big, big weekend of running, how were you feeling the, the legs after you finished running? Were they uh, a bit tight, a bit sore? Um, I was just very glad I was finished, Gerard. <laughs> and I was glad I'd seen you out there as well, so I didn't have to prove that I'd done it. Um, and I didn't turn around until I knew you were well off into the distance. So, uh, no, it, it, absolutely. You know, I finished with, with downhill, you know, down, down from the, uh, the skyline. So, the, you know, the legs, the quads, that once you get home. beating with that. Yeah, there's, uh, you, you don't go out for, you know, two and a half, three hours up and down hills and at my age not, uh, not feel it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I've done some fantastic uh, sort of strength and conditioning stuff um, thanks to you, prescribed by, by you, so that absolutely helps. Mm. But, yeah, you know, the, the ankles are a bit sore, the calves are a bit tight, the, the quads are a bit achy. So, and, um, and, and which yeah. is exactly right because they've been overloaded. There's, um, there's certainly a few people who feel that kind of thing less because of the level of conditioning they're at and their capabilities. But most people after um, a big block of training or some, some big key sessions like that are going to feel it to some degree in the muscles. And now the, the, the muscles, they recover pretty quickly. And so within, I'm, I'm guessing what today, two days later, you're feeling a lot better than you were kind of that afternoon when everything stiffened up and, and, and feeling a bit sore. Yeah, well, I'd listened to one of your other podcasts. In fact, I think I was involved, Gerard, it was, and I decided the warm down was not required for me. So I just right. plonked myself on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll come yeah. back to that in just a second because, um, but, but yeah, though, thinking about those muscles, tendons, joints, that they take a beating and they, they react by, by getting sore or tightening up. But then they, within a couple of days, most people are going to be feeling better from those kind of things. Um, the problem is, though, that the moment you're feeling better, if you go out and do the same again or you go out and do more, you're going to be really, really overloading. And you, you're going to get to that scenario of an overuse injury, be it ITB or a patella tendon or something like that. And the, the problem with those injuries is you never know about them until they're too, it's too late. There's, there's very rarely any warning signs, and it's often... They're called overuse injuries because they are that buildup of constant, constant pushing things too far for too long. So we, as well as plonking yourself on the couch at the end of the day, having recovery weeks like this, even though your muscles by now might be going, oh, I can do more, it's all right. We still want to unload them, make sure they are really, really recovering at that deep level um, that, that you might not be aware of. Yeah, and those overuse injuries, again, disclaimer, no medical certification or qualification at all here. Mm. But yeah, once you've got them, it's because of overuse. It's yeah. quite hard to, to, to then be able to back off and, and recover from that really quickly. Yeah. Um, yep. So, so yeah, I get, I get the, uh, you know, your message, you, you build, you build, you build, and then you've got to rest and recover. Even if that. you don't think you need it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's why it's a, it's a, 
not just a physical challenge, it's a mental challenge, as we've alluded to earlier. Yeah, um, yeah, that's for to, sure. To back off a bit, particularly if you're feeling good. You know, yes. if you haven't got any aches or pains, you kind of think, well, hang on, I can go again. Yeah. When actually, no, it's, that's a great sign, but you do need to recover. Yep, bingo. Yeah. Um, what about general side. health with, with, you know, when you're pushing mm. so hard, you hear about these elite athletes and I, um, I, I go back a, a couple of decades, more, probably more than a couple, you know, Steve Ovette and Sebastian Coe, you know, racing each other in the 800, 1500. They were all, you know, you, you heard that they were always on the brink of catching yeah. a cold or getting the flu or coming down with something because they were, they were so, I don't know. I don't want to say run down and that's not a very, that's a poor pun as well, but just, just on the edge of, of yeah. completely breaking. Which at that elite level, you kind of need to be because, and unfortunately that they do have to find what that point is at, at times because they are trying to go as close as they possibly can to eke out every bit of performance. Um, but, but talking about the health and the illness side of it is, the thing that we, like muscles and tendons, stuff like that, we can feel direct effects from them. But kind of deeper inside the body, the immune system, the central nervous system, those kind of things, we're really, we don't feel those in the same way. That you might, you might have those days where you feel like you're kind of just really heavy, a bit tired, you're lacking sharpness. That's, that's that kind of much deeper stuff inside the, the, the immune system, the central nervous system. And, and that kind of stuff really gets overloaded from the volume of training and the intensity of training. Um, if you keep going big volumes, a lot of intensity over time, over time, yes, you risk the, the overuse of the, the muscles and the tendons, but that, that stuff inside your body that you can't really feel, that gets overloaded, gets run down, can lead to that illness. And, uh, yeah, that, again, it's not something that you can really see. So we have to be proactive on the front for that one. Yeah, and well, you summed it up. You've got to be proactive. Yeah, even if you don't feel it or feel like resting or recovering, mm. you need to because, yeah. you know, what you've referred, you know, overuse injuries and then they're just that general health and immune system. Once you're there, it's too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> recovery is almost the, you know, recovery is, is, is the fence at the top of the cliff not yep. the ambulance at the bottom. So let's give the body the chance to recover, even if you don't feel it, so that we avoid going down those, those roads of, of um, overuse and, you know, and just general health issues. And particularly at this time of year, again, we're not trying to reach that peak performance right now at this time of year. We're trying to do some things to challenge ourselves, have a bit of fun, um, build some new capabilities. But uh, we, we want to make sure that we've still got the resilience in the body so that later in the year when we come to some really peak training is we can push it that much further and we can get closer to that edge without breaking. And you talk about having a bit of fun and, you know, not being completely, you know, peak performance. Mm. Yeah, there's got to be a, a, a mental aspect to, to recovery as well. It must refresh them. Although it probably goes both ways. Those who love training yeah. probably get a little bit stressed that they're not training. Yeah. But most of us, um, if you can, in your head, understand and believe that it's beneficial to do a bit less um just just a general refresh and, and i think that's a really good point is that you do have to believe it and and there's people in the squad i know still who who kind of know it but they they almost can't trust it and and they just really stuck on that idea of i need to do more i need to keep doing more that's how i'm going to get fitter 
but but honestly you have to trust that it's the recovery where you get the benefits and and i guess don't trust me go and google it and i guarantee you will find so much information which which does support that and really really back it up um but but talking about the the mental side of it is yeah that if if we are going pretty hard out all year round then it, it is it is easy to get mentally run down as well because we've got demands on us everywhere. We've got, got work going on. We've got uh, all the stuff with uh, COVID-19 happening, families, everything else. So the, the, the mental side of it is we want to come to our training being enthusiastic and looking forward to it and enjoying it. Um, again, particularly at this time of year, so that later in the year, when those times when we are tired, when we are a bit more run down, is we know that it's only for a short period of time and that we will, it's worth pushing through at that time because there'll be some recovery out the other side of it too. Yeah. So you've sort of, you've, you've covered, you know, why we need it, when we need it, you know, how much and, 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 and what parts of us need it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I don't know, some bullet points around, you know, maximizing recovery, you know, what are, what are the key things that, uh, that, that will make sure that any recovery we do do is, is as good as it can be. You, you mentioned a really good one before being the low intensity training and, and the active recovery side of that. And, and it's so true that um, low intensity training is, does help you recover from other training. And, and that's why the likes of elite level runners is that they can do so much training volume. They've built, built up to it, but because they take their easy training easy enough, it helps them recover for their harder training. So any kind of light activity and, for example, after Saturday's run, um, I know the couch is really attractive, but a great way to recover, that help the muscles recover after that is some light activity. So sitting on the indoor trainer for 15, 20, 30 minutes, doesn't have to be that long, just to really lightly spin the legs, keep the blood flow going, keep the muscles warm, um, a, a light walk later in the day the movement, easy movement really does help those things recover. Absolutely. I did, I did a little light walking. I did a few repeats between the sofa and the fridge <laughs> and hydrated, ca ca which ca is carrying, also key. Carrying a uh, 330 mil can as well at the same time. Yeah. No, I jest, but I know you're, you're right. And actually when you've done a big, a big session, it's quite, <laughs> and you get in the front door, it is. It does take some motivation to say, Do you know what? I'll just go and walk around the block for fifteen oh, minutes just to it, just it to ease off. Yeah, a absolutely get it. And look, it may be later in the day that, that yeah. you do it. Um, yeah, the the, the uh, there's probably some science around it, but I'm less worried about the timing. I'm just if you want to feel better, then light active recovery really does help. Yeah. Um, the the big one that is always going to come up is sleep and rest because the, the body does the majority of its healing process while we sleep. So getting enough, getting more sleep, taking naps if you need them, huge, huge part of recovery. Um, and, and then the other part, the, the other huge side of it is nutrition as well. And we've gone on about that in the past. And in fact, I definitely want to go on more about that in the future on podcasts mm. because, uh, yeah, put together sleep and recovery and those two things there for most people will probably have more impact on their performance than the details of the training itself. That's how important they are. Really, yeah. really are. 
And you talk about it being so important. I guess planning for it's key. You know, knowing yeah. when your recovery is going to happen. You know, it should be in your your schedule. As it's as important as the run, the bike session, the swim yeah. is recovery. And even if it's just a note to remind yourself to 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 do something recovery related. Totally. Um, you know, it's not the fourth discipline because nutrition is. It's the fifth discipline, <laughs> recovery. Yeah. yeah. And look, I know that life demands always get in the way to some degree. If you've got a fence to build or some trees to chop down, then, then shit has to happen. But, but do allow yourself some recovery time as well. Be kind mm. to yourself. And, and that's both physically and mentally that, that being able to switch off mentally. Yeah. And I think you know, that mental side is, is key. It's, it's quite nice to see a recovery week in the, in the schedule. Mm. Um, both from a, a physical intensity perspective, as well as invariably, it's going to be less time consuming. Um, so, you know, use that to, to reacquaint with the family or with the, the lawnmower or whatever the yeah. case may be. But uh, yeah, I think being able to switch off is, is, is important. And again, you know, we're not professional athletes. It's not what we get paid to do. We've got nine to five jobs and families and all those other things. So, you know, the, the mental aspect is, is just as important as the physical. Totally. Right. Now I've blathered, blathered on enough. It's probably time to, to wrap up um, and leave in kind of, I just wanted to leave on a couple of key points. Um, I said earlier on about the idea of digging a hole and, and you think about there's, there's no such thing as being overtrained, just under recovered. <laughs> okay. You can, you can keep digging that hole for a long, long time. So long as you let it fill in at times again. Okay. Yep. Um, it, it is really hard if you're doing good recovery to get overtrained. Um, the other thing is that, that training at the moment, a lot of us, if you average it out, it might average to an hour or so a day of training as we kind of go into winter this time of year. So that's, that's only 5% of your day. Okay. So if you take the, the same level of enthusiasm and focus and desire that you want for that one hour of training and you apply that to your recovery as well through the rest of the day through the other 23 hours you can make some huge huge gains from your recovery um and yeah look simply that it, it is that important that's that that's where the benefits are and we we will forget it at times we will get carried away with other things and we'll keep reminding everybody of it but uh, recovery is so, so valuable. Do, do not underrate it, please. No, I think you've got the message across and it, uh, it, it, it's not something that just, ha well, certain aspects of recovery just happen yeah. without you thinking about it. But I think what you've highlighted is you do need to think about it, plan it, and in a lot of cases, consciously recover. Yeah. Um, otherwise, and, and yeah. And really give yourself permission to, rather than get caught in that that cycle of no more must do more. Okay, well I've I've taken away the key message. It's important to do nothing sometimes. So I will uh, go and put your feet up. <laughs> yeah, I'll go and put my couch. feet up. And uh, yeah, as always, thank you very much for your time, Gerard. Yeah, thanks, Doug. See ya. Cheers.